One of Hollywood's uh, largest directors is coming out as a transgendered woman. Uh, Larry Wachowski, who was the director for The Matrix, is now uh, doing ads for a new movie that she directed, known as Cloud Atlas. I was just wondering why you felt it was time to address this transformation. Uh, was it important, Lana, or, or did, would you, because you were silent before this until this wonderful piece? You knew it was coming. Sometimes people, I'm afraid that people think that it was a judgment about the process or the people out there or the press, and it, it was never that. We just really love anonymity, and um, we, we're giving it up for a lot of reasons, some personal, you know, I have a responsibility, I feel, to uh, a GLBT community, and my brother is very supportive, and he's been very supportive. In the post-process, you begin taking little parts or inflections or words and creating a performance, you know? These legendary stories about this throughout the history of cinema. So, yeah. performance is always created in the editing. I say, yeah, the HRC wants to give me an award. Uh, really, he says. Award for what? I say, well, I guess, kind of for being myself. There's an own Rolling Stone piece by Peter Wilkinson about Larry Wachowski and his participation in underground BDSM nightclubs in LA. It reveals a story about the makers of The Matrix that relates to their ultimate vision of what it means to be a woman and transhumanism. The Matrix stands as a series of films projecting a bleak transhumanist vision of humans being used as nothing more than batteries. Artificial intelligence took over and needed to extract energy from human beings in order to maintain itself. But, because they are jacked into virtual reality, they are blissfully unaware. Hello and welcome to Dystopian Deep Dives with your host, Natalie Donna. In 2012, Larry spoke as Lana Wachowski at an HRC event. HRC stands for Human Rights Campaign. They claim to be a gay rights organization, but also believe that transitioning a child is a route to the mental and physical well-being of many children. In a document called Supporting and Caring for Transgender Children, found on their website, Jazz Jennings is the first child featured. How anyone doesn't see this is abusive is beyond me. The rest of the document reads like an Orwellian nightmare. Quote, Though assigned male at birth, Jazz identified as a girl from an early age and made that identity clear to her parents. End quote. Jazz is a little boy who has been mutilated on national TV in an effort to normalize these sorts of procedures. Children have no idea what they are doing. I believe that at the end of the day, transgenderism is a new gay conversion therapy and the eugenics of gay children. It is also increasingly clear that this agenda wants to normalize the consent of children. Children cannot consent to life-altering changes to their bodies. It is also true that often these children turn out to be homosexual, something Larry Wachowski most certainly isn't. According to The Mystery of Larry Wachowski, published in Rolling Stone in 2001, he was deeply embedded in the Los Angeles scene. According to Rolling Stone, on a January night, 
Larry was on his way to see a dominatrix. For you see, that is how Larry saw himself. He thought he was a bad boy for wearing his sister's slips, but now, with the language of genderism, he can be himself. Many of these men start cross-dressing fairly early. Autogynophilia is actually an ongoing trend within what we know today as transgender. Larry Wachowski was likely convinced by Ilsa Strix that he was a woman. This is probably because he sees women as submissive, and this was the role he played when he was fulfilling his sexual fantasies. People often conflate homosexuality with transgenderism. There is a confusion between the terms sex and gender. Sex is biological. It is immutable. And I also believe the same is true for sexuality. Larry is a straight male who likes to cross-dress, and many forget that their first venture was the quote-unquote lesbian thriller, Bound. This illustrates his fascination with what he imagines to be lesbian sex. Many autogynophilic men claim to be lesbians, and the women with them say that they are bisexual. They are generally just straight couples. Peter Wilkinson writes, One of the people Wachowski met that night was among L.A.'s highest-profile dominatrixes, a tall, imposing blonde with a traffic-stopping figure who used the nom de kink Ilsa Strix. Inflicting extreme pain seemed to be Strix's specialty. My greatest accomplishment, in some ways, she said, was putting 333 needles into a single penis. Strix cracked a bullwhip on her slaves like no other. She ran the dungeon with her handsome and strapping partner, Buck Angel, a partial female-to-male transsexual. In the weeks following their first encounter, Larry Wachowski returned to the dungeon to see Mistress Strix. Boundaries fell swiftly stunning the Los Angeles bondage community, which prides itself on the fact that mistresses keep their submissives at arm's length. The relationship between Larry and Ilsa, both in their 30s, would eventually destroy two marriages. I find the 333 interesting and a possible connection to the practice of the occult. This does not surprise me. I find the idea of transgenderism at its core a type of alchemy. Transforming one sex to another or into an androgyne features prominently in a lot of occult practices. Transhumanism shares this sort of idea when we think about man merging with machines. Your body is not a miracle of life on this planet. It is flawed and must be transformed according to the doctrine of transhumanism. Larry was also married during this affair to Tia Bloom, and Strix was married, as you could see, to Buck Angel, and as things progressed with Wachowski, their relationship obviously suffered. In denial at first, Buck Angel demanded some answers. Ilsa arranged for Larry and her to meet Buck at a transsexual nightclub on Santa Monica Boulevard one Friday night in early 2001 to talk things over. At midnight, in walked two tall blondes wearing almost identical wigs, fur jackets, and high-heeled shoes. It was Larry and Ilsa, but Larry was virtually unrecognizable. When they came over to me, Larry would not look me in the eye, Buck recalls. In the shoes, he's like six foot three, a big, tall drag queen. 
I tried to talk to Larry, but he wouldn't talk to me. His wig was over his eyes, and I told him, Man, you should pull your wig up because you look like a dude in a dress. Soon afterward, Buck kicked Ilsa out of the home they shared on Kenmore Avenue and later filed for divorce. Let Larry take care of you, Buck told her. Buck left Los Angeles for New Orleans. Tia Bloom, furious, had also had enough. In July 2002, she separated from Larry and sought to end their nine-year marriage. Amid charges by Bloom that Larry had secreted away millions of dollars earned from various Matrix projects, a judge in Los Angeles Superior Court in May 2003 ordered a freeze on Larry's considerable assets, just as Matrix Reloaded was being released. Larry has been extremely dishonest with me in our personal life, and I believe he is hiding information from me regarding our financial affairs, said Bloom in an affidavit. At the Cannes Film Festival this year, when Larry and Ilsa appeared together on the red carpet, Ilsa looked stunning, like a movie star, perfect skin, blonde hair falling to her shoulders, white teeth gleaming. Larry Wachowski did not look like Larry Wachowski. His face looked feminized. His eyebrows were plucked. He wore large teardrop earrings and a knit cap covered his head. His fingernails were manicured. Both Larry and Ilsa seemed ecstatic. The press, including columnist Liz Smith, reported that Larry might be taking female hormones in anticipation of sex change surgery. Leaving Los Angeles, he and Ilsa moved into a $2.7 million home in San Francisco on a steep hill in the Castro with sweeping views of San Francisco Bay. As of last month, Work was still underway on an expensive addition to the house, and a sparkling new red Lexus was parked in the indoor garage. Fast forward to Lana's speech at the HRC in 2012, where he was given the Visibility Award. I say, yeah, the HRC wants to give me an award. Uh, Really, he says. Award for what? I say, well, I guess kind of for being myself. And throughout the dinner, they repeatedly referred to me as he or one of the Wachowski brothers, (laughs) unable or perhaps unwilling to see me as I am. Andy and I have not done press or made a public appearance, including premieres in over the 12 years. People mistakenly believe that this has to do with my gender. It does not. After The Matrix was released in 99, we both experienced this alarming contraction of our world and thus our lives. We became acutely aware of the, pre- the preciousness of anonymity, understanding it as a form of virginity. And this moment fulfilling the cathartic arc of rejection to acceptance without ever interrogating the pathology of a society that refuses to acknowledge the spectrum of gender in the exact same blind way they've refused to see a spectrum of race or sexuality. About the responsibilities human beings have to one another, that our lives are not entirely our own. There are some things that we have to do for ourselves, but there are other things that we do for other people. So I wrote this speech back then, much as I wrote this one with butterflies churning. 
I worked on it at night wearing the slip that I used as a nightie that I had stolen from my sister. I remember afterwards being in the bathroom, hiding in a locked stall, feeling the slip I wore under my suit as I cried. Years later, I find the courage to admit that I am transgendered and that this does not mean that I am unlovable. I meet a woman, the first person that has made me understand that they love me not in spite of my difference, but because of it. We went to dinner, I dressed as feminine as I could, wanting to be seen by strangers as Lana, hoping that waiters would not call me sir or he, as if these people suddenly had the power to confirm or deny my existence. That would prove that the world is different from the way they want to see it, from the way they want to believe it to be. To a project like this one started by the HRC, so that this world that we imagine in this room might be used to gain access to other rooms, to other worlds previously unimaginable. His brother has also decided to become Lily, and they both share a Wikipedia page together where they are referred to as sisters. We see the alchemy play out. Reality, like those who take the red pill in the Matrix, is bendable. Brothers are now sisters. The Wachowskis are now Lily and Lana, no longer Andy and Larry. Technocracy has a ministry of information, and Wikipedia plays its role. Chris Hedges ran an on-contact show called Wikipedia Exposed as a Corrupt Tool of the Establishment. He interviewed Helen Bienski, an investigative journalist. She is also known on YouTube as Helen of Destroy. In this episode, she claims Wikipedia is operating an editing racket resembling a type of pay-to-play policy. Despite the obvious signs, a wave of disinformation is still being allowed by Wikipedia's aloof co-founder, Jimmy Wales, who has knowingly allowed his online portal to transition from an egalitarian knowledge base into yet another corrupt tool of the ruling elite. We are currently experiencing censorship on the internet, and it is coming directly from these large platforms. It is clear that only certain forms of speech are allowed. So what does any of this have to do with Larry Wachowski and the Matrix? What does this have to do with BDSM, the porn world, and sexual deviancy? BDSM and pornography feature heavily in today's cultural climate as completely normalized phenomena. This has been through various programming methods of the state. Film, music, television, and print have been priming the public to accept these ideas for a long time. This is called predictive programming. If you dig deep enough, you might even find Tavistock at the bottom of it. I believe the push for the normalization of a lifestyle that encourages masochism and an addiction to your libido are very likely to control the population, make them docile, and politically anesthetize them. Larry Wachowski is nothing more than a useful idiot. The Matrix is predictive programming, and now we have their latest, Sense8s, which features a so-called transgender lesbian. There is no such thing as a lesbian who is also a transgender woman. I'm sorry, that's a man. However, if we look at the current trend of transgenderism, Larry feels like a woman and therefore is a lesbian. He married Ilsa in 2009. 
Ilsa now goes by Karen and is a board member of the Chicago and Social Service Agency. Chicago also happens to be the home of the Pritzker family, known to be heavily involved in pharmaceuticals. James, a.k.a. Jennifer Pritzker, is ex-military, and as such, he is heavily involved in policies surrounding transgender service in the military. There is a concerted effort to normalize this agenda. It involves the ideology of both transhumanism and technocracy. Underpinning both are eugenics. You see, most kids displaying personality traits outside of society's prescribed role are not trans, but gay. Jesse Signal wrote a piece for The Cut in 2016, What's Missing from the Conversation About Transgender Kids. He writes, One doctor quoted near the top of the piece had some qualms with the idea of prescribing cross-sex hormones at a young age, though. James Barnett, a consultant psychiatrist at the Charing Cross Clinic, the oldest gender identity service in the UK, said he had concerns about treating children with cross-sex hormones. If you wait until puberty has got a little way along, a fair proportion of the children change the clinical presentation and feel more like straightforward lesbian and gay kids. They don't seek social role change anymore and will end up with no need for lifelong medical intervention, surgery, and will have no loss of fertility should they want children. Here, Barrett is referring to the so-called desistance literature, and another doctor sounds a similar note toward the bottom of the article. Desistance in this context means the tendency for gender dysphoria to resolve itself as the child gets older and older. All else being equal, this research suggests that the most likely outcome for a child with gender dysphoria is that they will grow up to be gay. And I want to point out that I do not personally believe there is such a thing as a trans child. There are children that do not conform to expectations, and they should be allowed to explore, but I do not, and I will never advocate for gender affirmation. Your son is not a girl because he likes tutus, and your daughter is not a boy because she likes playing in the dirt. The 1980s knew no such language, and I feel blessed that we are, were all wearing Oshkosh overalls and had bowl cuts. <sighs> the Matrix and now Sense8 are both trying to prime people for ideas that could be coming to a future near you. Transhumanism and technocracy are not new ideas, but they are now realizable by current technology. Plug in and own nothing. In a short video showcased on social media, the World Economic Forum predicts that by 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. A happy smiling face is depicted while a drone delivers a product to a household, no doubt ordered online and packaged by a robot in a giant Amazon warehouse. No humans were involved in manufacturing, packaging, or delivering this product. Rest assured, it is virus and bacteria free. Because even in 2030, they will need to keep the fear narrative alive and well to maintain full spectrum dominance over the population. This is from countercurrents.org. 
Your body is not even yours, but belongs to them. Your body is also going to be better if you just accept the merge with machines. You can be anything you want while simultaneously being part of the surf class. The connection with transgenderism here is that it is just a glimpse of what is on the horizon. It is the first dip into an altered reality, one that envisions traditional gender stereotypes dubbed gender identity. Larry Wachowski is just one of many players that have emerged to usher in the consent of children via gender affirmation. Increasingly, we find ourselves in a world not unlike the Matrix. People are continuously plugged into the internet through phones. They escape from reality playing video games and ingesting media designed to prime them for what looks like a shiny new cage. I have not seen Sense8, but I just watched some clips of the trans character Nomi, who is a trans lesbian. Nomi is played by Jamie Clayton, who calls himself a woman. My name is Jamie Clayton. I am a disco lover. I am a woman. I am proud. For the record, this is not a woman. When we start to do this, we lose touch with reality. The party says two plus two equals five, and that Larry is Lana. The work of the Wachowskis primes people for the party line. In the technocratic future, anything goes. Objective reality is out the window. People are now primed to stay at home and rely on centralized and globalized systems. It isn't a stretch to think people will jack into the system via VR and get used in some way or another. Who knows, maybe there will be systems for mining data that look like quests. Your body spends hours doing nothing while they hijack your mind. You're almost already sort of doing that if you can't leave your house without your phone or close the laptop and open a book. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, please consider donating. Until next time, have an awesome time doing whatever you're doing.